entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders, and that's you, by the way, so you can inspire others. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My guest with me, and she is in the studio today. So this is exciting. Normally, our Business Builder Show guests are Skyping in or calling in is Paige Gephardt Cognetti. Hi, Paige. Hi, Marty. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to have uh, off uh, off the beaten path of the Business Builders Show, and I'm loving this. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Paige is a special assistant to the Pennsylvania Auditor General, the Chief Fiscal Watchdog of the Commonwealth. Paige previously served as a director on the Scranton School Board, overseeing a $160 million budget and helping navigate the public school district's dual crisis of financial distress and public mistrust. Paige lived in New York and worked as an investment advisor at Goldman Sachs. She was also a senior advisor to the Undersecretary for International Affairs at the U.S. Treasury Department. She was involved in Barack Obama's 2008 campaign. Paige holds an MBA from Harvard Business School and graduated summa cum laude from the University of Oregon Clark Honors College with a BA in English Literature and Romance Languages. Romance Languages. What the heck does that have anything to do with what you're doing today? No, that's not a subject. So here's what, here's what I want to talk about. I'm really interested in how uh, business owners, business leaders, the general public, of course, but this is a business show, how... These folks are affected by the action or the inaction of their local and national uh, elected officials. For instance, let's start this way, and you've shared some great information. You shared an article with me that says, the headline says, City Council spars with Amazon, comma, EDC over HQ2 cost concerns. So Amazon HQ2 is Queens, is that where that is? Exactly, yeah. So what's in this article and what's this have to do with why you're here? Talk to me about this article. Right. I thought that was a great example of what what not to do, the situation you don't want to get in, whether you're on the city council, whether you're a resident of an area or whether you're the company leader, if you're the business owner. You don't want to get to a point where in that triangle, maybe you as the company leader and the city count, the city city executives, the economic development agencies have been communicating, but not communicating with the public or not Mm. communicating with some branches of the government. Mm -hmm. So what you don't want to do is walk into a situation where you've made the deal, you've made the announcement, you're coming in, and all of a sudden you face opposition from, say, the city council or from the public. You want to make sure that 
those conversations are ongoing before the deal is signed and before you're trying to break ground. So it's it's easy to knock on Amazon. That's not what this is about. But it's just a it's a big, broad example of how there's always pitfalls to not communicating before you come into a situation. And I think as a business owner, when you're looking at things, it's easy, I think, sometimes to think that you're talking to one group, so must you must be covering all your bases. Yeah. But if you're not also talking to the other, say, elected officials that have maybe another agenda, want to make a splash about something, yeah. you want to make sure that you've talked to all of those stakeholders along the way so you don't get in a jam like this where you're facing protests with signs and you're getting you know, media coverage, whether it's national like Amazon or whether it's it's small in your, your small local paper. Yeah. That's not the first week of business that you, you want to be attending to, right? You want to be talking uh-huh. about how great your product is and how many jobs you're creating. You yeah. want it to be positive. You don't want to be facing these headwinds. So uh, the elected officials did a deal, I guess it was done, and um, and then they come to this, uh, I guess it's uh, city council. What were the uh, people objecting to? What, 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 what's their, what were their concerns? Well, it seems from, from what I can gather, it seems like you have kind of city hall, some of the, the economic development agencies putting together this deal, working with the company, but then maybe city council itself hasn't, doesn't feel like it was fully informed about the costs. Ah. City council and the public feel that they were, I don't know that they feel like they were misled or that the costs changed, but there's, there was some gap in communication, a gap, at least perceived gap in transparency. And you'll never get, a, a public or a city council that's going to feel that they were, you know, fully briefed. Sure. You know, and it's impossible in some yeah. of these deals. However, there's things that you can do along the way as a business leader to hear from the public, reach out to those local yeah. elected officials that have skin in the game, and, and try to have that conversation, build those relationships early, as opposed to waiting till the very end and shaking hands at the construction site. Yeah. Well, I hate to jump to this right away, but I have a book in front of me that I've asked you to read. It's called <laughs> Real Impact by Morgan Simon, who was a friend and was on the Business Builder Show earlier. And this is exactly what she talks about in the book. Mm-hmm. She says that elected officials are doing things sometimes for all the right reasons, at least in their viewpoint, but they're not communicating or transparent with other agencies in the, in the government and with the general public. As a business person, I'm sitting here thinking, well, uh, so Amazon's coming into Queens, and I already own a business. I have uh, 12 employees, and I sell products. Is this going to hurt me or help me? Um, So, you know, that's what I'm thinking about. And so I may be be concerned about that, and I'm concerned about the cost. Again, forget if it's Amazon. They're coming in and giving away a lot of money, aren't they? To help Amazon yes, come? Yes, the, that is true. That yeah, is that true. is true. That so, is so I'm concerned. I'm, I'm editorializing the show. My own right. point of view there, you know, a little well, bit. And that's a, that's this whole search for HQ2 from Amazon has been a really interesting case study in all of this. You, a lot of times at the state level and also the local level, but you have... Um, a lack of transparency from a lot of the local and state governments in terms of what they offered Amazon. You know, it was it was that race to yeah. to try to pull them in. Yeah. And so not just not just uh, Queens and the suburbs of D.C. that got the headquarters, but other places. Some of the local officials have refused to release to the public what they offered. Really? Yes. And so right there you say, well, hey, these are the public's going to say, well, these are these are my tax dollars. And I understand we didn't get HQ2 from Amazon, but I'd like to know what you're out there pitching. Right. I'd like I'd like to know what's in that briefcase, because maybe we should have a conversation about what this community feels it needs um, and what the the business owners here, like you said, local businesses, they 
probably want to be a part of that conversation, not necessarily for Amazon HQ too. That's a special circumstance. Yeah. But at the like at, but at the the economic development level, I think that there are a lot of ways that people need to be engaging with all stakeholders. It's not just all the economic development officials yeah. and, and local elected officials sitting in a room. I think there needs to be more engagement with the public and with local business owners. So my guest is Paige Gephardt-Cognetti, and she is a special assistant to the Pennsylvania Auditor General. You can reach Paige Cognetti at Paige Gephardt-Cognetti on LinkedIn. This is a fascinating discussion. And um, Another part of all of this is that you know, when that kind of thing happens and there's not enough transparency and if people are business owners or the general public feel left out, what what effect can that have on the community in terms of being negative? Is there potentially a downward spiral as a result of that? I think that it becomes a bit of a wasted opportunity for optimism and for positive economic yeah. trajectory. Yeah. So what you, what you don't want to see is positive economic development growth, but in terms of the psyche of a community, you don't want them to feel like it's negative. You want you want people to want to work at these new places. You want people to want to buy the sure. consumer goods that those sure. places are selling. You you want that that virtuous circle of excitement and optimism, especially in yeah. some of these more distressed areas that we'd like to see develop. Yeah. So what you don't want is is to have this negativity surrounding it when it really should be a good thing. Yeah, communication, communication, right. communication <laughs> with all stakeholders. Um, so you kind of set the table for my next uh, question or comment. Again, we're just using Amazon as the example. And, and they say regarding the New York City HQ2 that they won't benefit from Opportunity Zone tax breaks. Tell me what Opportunity Zone tax breaks are. What, what's that about first? Right. So the Federal Opportunity Zones came out of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. It was an idea that had been in development many years before that. Um, it's a fantastic idea to try to spur economic growth in distressed areas across the nation. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we all know after the financial crisis, you had kind of rock stars of Austin, Texas, Portland, Oregon, L.A., yeah. New York. Yeah. These places are booming in places like Sanders County, Montana, and Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania are, are left behind. Mm. So the idea with the Opportunity Zones is that it's a, essentially a capital gains tax incentive for development. So investors can delay or even avoid capital gains taxes in their investments in those areas. Mm. It's a fantastic idea, and I, I really have high hopes for it. What we're seeing right now as we go into the early implementation phases Though, and this is why I brought this up in terms of the importance of who's sitting in those seats at, um, at every level, local, state, and federal, we now have over 8,700 designated opportunity zones. 8,700 across the country. Correct. Okay. So if you're a distressed community that really is looking to get investor dollars because of these opportunity zones, if you're, for example, um, if you're Akron, Ohio, you're now competing with Long Island City in New York mm. City. You're competing with Portland, Oregon, that already has a huge number of developments that are started there. Yeah. So you're in Portland, Oregon, you're getting development with tax incentives for developers that would actually be building there anyway. Yeah. And then people in Akron, Ohio aren't getting those investments. Hmm. So 
I'd like to we'd like to see how this this works. And I hope I really hope that the, the programming works. And I hope it gets to its stated goals, which is to help the distressed areas. But part of this conversation to me is who who are the elected officials, who are the community development officials in these areas, who are the governors who sat there and and approved the requests. And then yeah. at the federal level, at the, the Treasury Department approved all eighty seven hundred requests, which I can understand. But Perhaps and we'll we'll see how it bears out. There maybe should have been a more thoughtful conversation about the program yeah. at each of those government layers. Is there a place for business owners or anybody to go to learn this, or so they just Google it? Is there a specific place they can learn about these opportunities on? Yeah, the I believe it's the Treasury website has a lot of that information, and then there's um, already a bunch of uh, private companies that are hosting these opportunity funds where you can set your investments for those incentives. Also, yeah. think tanks. I know there's a Brookings Institution study quite recently about that. Yeah. So there's there's lots of information out there, but it is one of those very dynamic public policy issues where it's kind of happening as we go. And I think if you're a business leader. You want to talk to you want to talk to the community developers in your area and see how they're utilizing it. That's something that it makes sense too. Is is you want the people that have these tools to understand them and and put them in a package of tools for you in yeah. a thoughtful way. Package of tools. Yeah. So probably the best place, uh, if no matter where you are, is to go to your local economic development agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, say you've heard it on the Business Builder Show with yeah. with Paige and. Uh, and, and you want to know more about this. Uh, is, it, is this applying to all businesses, startups, existing businesses? Is there limitations that what people can do with these kinds of things? At the opportunity there, there, are, there are some limitations in terms of where those capital gains incentives are. Yeah. Um, it, real estate development is kind of where they started. It's the primary, the primary driver. Yeah. Um, so not, not everyone will be able to invest um, and, and defer or, or avoid those gains. Uh, but there's also, if you engage with your economic development agencies, there are a lot of other tools that they can show you of other tax abatements and things probably in a lot of uh, yeah. communities. So so my guest, again, is Paige Gephardt Cognetti. She is a special assistant to the Pennsylvania Auditor General. You are listening to the Business Builder Show. And yes, I am still Marty Wolf, your host. So I see another article. You gave me all kinds of information. This is you made it easy for me. Thank you. Um, this I really want to spend more time on. Distressed cities find hope find hope in opportunity zones and what you just said i kind of gives does give us hope but there seems to be some complexities and this is across the country but you did a little research on york pennsylvania mm-hmm. and i'm familiar with york so i'm interested in talking about that what's in this article what's this all about right so york is a great example like we were saying of a, a very very distressed area that's now competing for attention in terms of, in, of investment dollars yeah. with these these bigger areas like in new york city los angeles portland yeah. austin they're competing with them to get attention essentially so you have an entrepreneur in with york exponential who is really beating down the doors and trying to figure out a way to fund his idea to start um to start a large uh, science and technology campus in York, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's a great example of you need you need not only thoughtful and kind of visionary local leaders, but you also need those entrepreneurs who are willing to go into a place that doesn't necessarily have a reputation for science and technology uh, and, yeah. you know, yeah. lay that groundwork and really start. So I love that article because you so have these sweet, key yeah. business leaders who are just willing to do it. They're willing to, they're willing to take those risks yeah. and they're willing to go for it. Yeah. Um, 
again, you got my attention because your involvement with a school board, and um, and and you got my attention uh, by not only that, but because of your educational background, your financial background. You you deserve to be on the Business Builders Show. <laughs> Thank you, and Martin. that's why we wanted you here. But talk to me uh, your viewpoint again. We are talking about packages and just how important is it um, in terms of us, all people across the country, electing folks to school boards and city councils and to all those local officials. How important is that? It's extremely important to trust, like we talked about earlier, trust and communication It in the, the way that individual, in you know, their children in school, families, consumers, people that, that may be your employees, how do they think about themselves? How do they think about their growth trajectory? How do they think about their lives? If you have an employee who is that evening after work going to a school board meeting and feels that their, their child is not getting a yeah. fair shot, not getting a fair education, yeah. that employee is worried about many other things beyond working for you during that day, right? Yeah. They yeah. might not be feeling good about themselves and the the way that they're where their family is living what their trajectory as a household is it really matters what that community feels like and local elected officials have a huge huge Big impact time. on how people feel about themselves and then we talked about that that virtuous cycle where you want people to feel good about growth you want they want to you want them to feel optimistic you want them to be excited about a new company coming in you want them to apply to the new company and see if they can Absolutely. work there yeah. you want all of those things to be positive and if you have a a mayor or a county commissioner who is actually, you know, just kind of doing business the old way that that doesn't inspire people. And that doesn't give people that that yeah. optimistic outlook. Well, and if you're if you don't feel that way locally, um, people from the outside are going to see that and that impacts uh, outside investment. Right. If you're if you're uh, a business owner, you're looking to relocate to a place that has lower taxes. You're in New Jersey or New York and you're looking at Pennsylvania. You want to. You're going to read through the newspaper. You want to see really yeah. positive things happening. You want to see yeah. local elected officials who are excited for reform, looking for efficiencies, looking to uh, looking to tax reform to see that you aren't going to be stuck in a place where they're having to keep taxing you and taxing you and taxing you to keep afloat. You want them to be innovative and innovative and forward looking. Um, yeah. That's you know you're not going to go to a place that doesn't have a functioning government. It's really not rocket science. <laughs> but, you but we struggle um you know across the country again my own little side note this is not Paige's words there is a general apathy i mean and and so we and, and again this is a business show so i'm pleading uh with uh business owners as i do often i'm i'm as far away from the political scene as you can get Right, D.C. Taylor, my producer, we don't go there at all. No. <laughs> right? Um, but from a business standpoint, it's just critically important that you get involved locally with these elected officials because they set the tone. And as a business person who's employing people and who could be that visionary, uh, you need to get involved. Okay, so Paige Gephardt Cognetti, again, Paige is a special assistant to the Pennsylvania Auditor General. Beyond what we've already talked about, what other advice or suggestions would you have for business owners and to the general public? What what what, is, what suggestions would you have for us? I think getting involved and having your voice be heard. That can be as simple as going to your local school board meeting, your local city council meeting, writing letters to the editor. Some of those 
those tools of public engagement that I think when you speak of apathy, you you usually have just a small set of people that in either community that go to those types yeah, of meetings. Yeah. I, as a former school board member, I would have loved to see more business leaders in the audience standing yeah. up saying, please do X, Y, and Z reform to shore up this budget because I need that for my business. I need that to keep my employees employed and I need that to keep op- offering more jobs. Yeah. I want more of that that business voice in those local government interactions because I think there's this idea that the, the quote unquote public who comes and speaks is just the, the, the few people who don't have anything else to do that night. Yeah. That's not true, but I want that engagement to be more public. I've always thought that, that the business owners, you, you usually, and I know this from experience in, in government and frankly, in my private sector life, you have these conversations with business leaders behind closed doors during the day. And then your public stakeholder meetings are later. And I feel like those we should have more opportunities for those to be engaging together and have everyone all in the same room and in the conversation. Yeah. Because if we don't do that, we we kind of continue on this this path where people that aren't business leaders feel like they're getting the short end of the stick. The business leaders kind of maybe think that they don't have a reason to engage with the public or maybe a yeah. reason to engage with local elected officials. If we kind of get everyone in the same room more frequently, I think that we can open up those conversations and realize that we're all on the same track. We all have the same goal. We all want people to be prosperous and be happy. We want our businesses to grow. We want our regions to to be successful. So that, that communication piece is really the key. And that's everywhere. You know, that's everywhere across the country. That's everywhere in the world that applies. So, uh, and here's the bottom line to use a business phrase as if a business owner or an individual within a community does not feel that they're getting a fair shake, do not feel that the taxing structure is, is uh, fair. I'll use that word. And if they don't feel that um, the, opportun- the opportunities are good, you know what they'll do? They'll vote with their feet. Right. 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 They'll exactly. leave. Exactly. <laughs> they, and they have left. Yes. And, and this is across the country. And conversely, you'll just look it up and you can look up in uh, all different kinds of ways. The people, the communities that are thriving are the ones who have all kinds of involvement at all levels of government. Right. Am right. I right? Absolutely. And have very robust communication structures and relationships between government and the business leaders. Yeah. My guest has been Paige Gephardt Cognetti. I found this fascinating. I really appreciate you coming in. Is there anything you want to wrap up with or have we covered most of the topic for you? No, I just, anybody who thinks that they could be more involved, you are right. Get out there and talk to, talk to not only the, the leaders in your community, but talk to regular people and just see how they feel. Because I think the more and more we engage together, the more prosperous we'll be. Talk to regular people. What a concept. <laughs> that sounds like a business concept. Thanks so much for being part of the Business Builder Show. Thank you for having me, Marty. You can reach Paige Cognetti at Paige Gephardt Cognetti on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. 
The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.